Welcome to Project Quantum Leap, the podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Andrew. I'm Sydney. Three fans, three generations, three unique perspectives, one leap back into a television phenomenon. Today, we follow Ben on an out-of-this-world mission aboard the space shuttle Atlantis. This is Season 1, Episode 2, and it's titled Atlantis. The leap date is March 7th, 1998, and the person being leapt into is David Tamora. The synopsis from IMDb is that Ben finds himself headed into orbit aboard the space shuttle Atlantis in 1998. Addison confides to Ian about a discovery and finds herself at odds with Magic and Jen. So, you both you both know how excited I was for this episode. Yes, we were. We, we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is one of the things I always wanted Sam Beckett to do. So I was, Space! yes, I was super excited. Um, so I picked up some facts about the space shuttle Atlantis, which is a real shuttle. It was real. I just learned that. Yeah. So I got all this from space.com and the space shuttle Atlantis is on display at the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex at Cape Canaveral in Florida. So you can like, can you walk through it or you just go and look at it? It's like the whole shuttle. I mean, you can take it out on the runway and fly it if you want. I mean, most... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> most, <laughs> Don't do that. Most of the shuttle is a cargo hold, though. So, like, the, the part with the people is not, like, that... Not that big. But isn't it big, like, based on what we're looking at in the episode? Like, it's big enough to fit an entire, like, people, like, into <laughs> it, right? Like... I think they were generous with space yeah. in the episode because I think it's actually pretty cramped. It's more of a cockpit with a giant truck bed. Yeah. So yeah. Because the space shuttles were not what you're like meant to like stay in for long term. That's just the transport from point A to point B, Earth to station. So you just like go see it and like walk up to it and it's it's small enough that it's like you can see it from on the other side of a road. Yeah. It's like, smaller than they used to fly them on the back of the seven forty sevens, right? Is it larger than a bread box? <laughs> it's larger <laughs> than a bread box, but smaller than the planes <laughs> that take you to Hawaii. Is it larger than a duck? <laughs> anyway, continue with your science. <laughs> so um, the first flight was October 3rd through 7th in 1985. The last flight was July 8th through the 21st in 2011. Uh, the number of missions it flew was 33. Time and space is 306 days, 14 hours, 12 minutes, and 43 seconds. Uh, it was notable for the uh, the large number of satellites it launched and its first flight was a secret military mission. That's all it told me. So <laughs> that's, that's presumably this one then it maybe no, because this is, this mission is fictional. So like maybe that was, this the, is the secret mission. That's the secret. Yeah. Yeah. So it was also the last flight of the shuttle program, hmm. okay. which I watched on MSN. When I was supposed wow. to be working. Date yourself, why don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just got out. They were the only ones with the good video at that the time. That doesn't compute like, to anyone. I, you watch something, what is MSN, and how do you watch something on it? <laughs> it, was on, it was on their little news program, like, on the computer at work. Wow. I can't get my mouse to go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so, so that, that's that. Like I said, space.com, it's pretty easy to find. I'll put it in the show notes. Cool. Anyway, just cool. in case. Do you know if the, the, the people that were um, fictionalized, I guess, the, the astronauts that we saw, were they 
real people? Like, was David a real person or were the characters made up? They were made up. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it's not like um, Bruce Willis in Armageddon, who was definitely a real person. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Don't you Santa Claus me right now. Uh, can you imagine if, like, these were real people and someone from, like, like one of the writers from Quantum Leap was like, hey, we want to write you into an episode, but we're going to say that you were actually, like, you died. And we have to go, like, fix that in history. That would be awesome. Did they ever do that in the original Quantum Leap where they were like, he leapt into somebody who actually existed, but they had to correct, like, I don't know, like, I think like if could... somebody was going to get assassinated, but he had to, like, stop the assassination, but it wasn't an attempted assassination that actually happened. Yeah, I mean, there was one where he did try to stop the Kennedy assassination, but it still happened. Yeah. I so think that's I, a I very, mean, like, sensitive line to toe. Like, that's the... Well, it doesn't have to be a murder. It could be, like... Just, they say, I'll, I'll just go back to Bruce Willis. It's a running theme. I talked about uh, Die Hard in the last episode, yeah. too. So By let's the way, say, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor by Bruce Willis. Um, or Die Hard. <laughs> um, or, or Armageddon, actually. So what if, you know, hypothetically, Sam, like, leapt into the body of Bruce Willis, and in this reality, Bruce Willis was going to get murdered, so he has to save Bruce Willis and obviously we know that in real reality Bruce Willis was not murdered so it's not technically changing history it's creating a hypothetical change of history that then gets changed to what is actual history. I think there's something to that but that's kind of like the line that you have to toe because it is still fiction and for the most part is escapism and when you Mm -hmm. I mean this is personal feeling of course Um, when you start to merge that into real life it's like okay well then why doesn't Sam or Ben like stop i don't know world war or or hitler from doing things or something like that like yeah or like the abraham lincoln yeah well i mean i was gonna say that but then i was like well that's because that was way too far in the past but (laughs) (laughs) so i went something more even hitler was too far in the past yeah yeah you know i keep forgetting about that like lifetime but yeah they're like okay john lennon right what if sam tried to prevent john lennon from being assassinated like like or like why wouldn't Sam try to prevent that from happening? Like why yeah. why only this real historical event, but he'll allow these other things to happen. So I think that's the well, line that get... you have to kind of be careful about when you're trying to make yeah. fantasy. Well, there's a little past though in in that he doesn't control who he leaps into though, right? Like he he could want to do that, but he can't well like choose where he's gonna the, leap. The the leaps are not random. They are controlled, right? Christina? Um, by someone. Yeah. Um, they never really quite figured out who. In the original show? Somebody is puppet like puppeteering. It's God time gets- fate whatever. They they're not a hundred percent sure. Um the bartender at the end, of course, tells Sam that he's the one controlling the leap. So is it a subconscious well, thing? But it's not 100% clear. And at that point, it's open to interpretation on what you want to believe. Okay. So I guess it could be random if that's what you want to believe in. Yeah. I just mean that's sort of the excuse for, like, why doesn't he go solve all these other problems? Well, because he can't, like, decide where he leaps into. And they did say in this episode, Addison did specifically say to Ben, like, you don't control the leaps. Yeah. Um, but also she might but, not know. What if he does? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in in summary, I would say that I think this episode did a lot of things better than the first one did. Um, 
it was, I think, a lot less exposition-y, which is to be expected. Um, a lot less like, well, here's a whole bunch of explanations as to why that is. <laughs> like, here's some backstory. Like, there was a lot less of that. But I, I think that's pretty standard for episode two versus pilot of any show. Um, I still think, though, that it retained a lot of um, that sort of 90s, 80s, 80s, 90s um, episodic tone in the writing. And I think... Part of what defines that for me is sort of, at least based on what I've heard you guys talk about already so far, a sort of loose interpretation of the actual science. Like, a lot of um, shortcuts in terms of, like, let's just make this science a little less science-y so that the people watching are can accept it and not have to think too hard. Um, because that's me in the audience, in case anyone was unclear about that. I'm that person who doesn't know Um <laughs> diddly nothing about space science other than hey there's a space and it's full of stuff and you can't breathe up there man don't try um <laughs> but but i feel like you guys have a lot of like potentially little gripes about this like little nitpicky things about the science that i never would have thought of um well but yeah i do, do have something i want to leave in for probably later in the episode uh, you know what no i'll say it right know. now go <laughs> um ben jumping off the space shuttle oh my god i had the same is gripe. <laughs> more unbelievable than the concept of quantum leaping itself <laughs> so that's not a thing you can do i mean you I can mean, you do can. it but the success chance he has of actually hitting his target is so astronomically finite i mean in space everything is moving i mean they even but show that the space station it. or the little uh, station that the russians are in is like rotating yeah. And he's just going to, like, he took, like, two seconds to line that shot up. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the the thought that he could actually even grab something and, like, in that spacesuit where you're going to have, like, fairly limited, like, mobility and grip. Oh, like, that, like, literally, I would sooner believe that Quantum Leap is real than that space jump yeah. is real. Which I mean, so it's that's, okay. I think what I'm it's talking cheesy. about. Then. I'm not gonna. I like. It's not something I'm griping about. But I'm just going to point. But it. I think that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. Like in a show that would have been on TV in the 80s and 90s, like the average 20-something-year-old who's watching the show doesn't wasn't really thinking about like that was normal. I think for TV at that time for silly stuff like that to happen. And you don't really question it because it's like, it's cool. Look at he just floated across <laughs> in between the two spaceships and made it. And he saved everybody. Woo. Like, that's a very, like, let's also old feel good show. thing. Let's also not um, apparently bring up the fact that that would knock this uh, satellite out of its orbit. Like that would have altered yeah. its course, like pretty significantly. Well, He's a large mass of body. And since we're since we're on the subject of the space station and the jump and the knocking on the door, mm -hmm. okay, I, I'm not an astronaut, never been on a space station, but I have Damn. been in the military, <laughs> and part of me is like, this is somewhat of a military operation. Do these people on the space station not work in shifts? Yeah, like everyone goes to sleep at the same time. No one's awake, making sure that they're not like falling to the earth <laughs> right? i don't know how they do it in russia in 
In Mother Russia, everyone sleep at once. <laughs> we all sleep together. We die. We die. What's, what's okay? So I, what what I I did say in private before we started the episode is I have I was looking at my notes. I was like, wow, almost everything I wrote was negative. I just and I I found out later I was only like griping about all the like the weird either show technical issues or like the weird science issues. Even yeah. though I liked the episode, it was very fun. But, it was but a great the episode. things I chose to write down in the moment were all negative <laughs> things. So, yeah. Um, moving on, like kind of a segue to, you know, the Russian space Mir. I don't know if it's a space station or a satellite, but Mir. It, it, it's Mir. Yeah, it's a space station. Was that yeah. also real? Yes, that was real. Duh! Duh! <laughs> um, nice. The whole... The, the only thing I really had a gripe with that I can think of right now anyway story-wise, was all of the pride in the American astronauts not asking for Russians for help, which, to my understanding, is not how it was in the 90s and 2000s, especially when they're working together on the International Space Station. Yeah. Why would they be so prideful? They would rather risk burning to death in the atmosphere than asking yeah. the Russians for help. Now, that feels I, much more of an 80s thing I, than an I 90s am, thing. I'm going to touch on that because I, I do think it was silly. Mm-hmm. But also, what was the age of that guy? He was getting ready to retire. <laughs> Maybe he was still living in Cold War mentality. Yeah. The I thought that too. Like, Cold or, War is like over no, for like 15 years. The commander. Years. Oh, the one that got yeah. injured on the head. Uh, Reynolds. His name is Reynolds. Yeah. Reynolds. I wrote that down. But I was not going to remember that. He didn't look old enough to have trained this other lady who didn't look that much younger than him. Stratton. Yeah, Stratton. Her name is Stratton. I wrote that like, down too. She she would be about forty one, forty two, because she is actually from. I think they've confirmed it. She is the baby that was born in the first. Oh, cool. Quantum Leap episode. But my point being is Whoa. that guy, if he trained her her whole life, he would have had to start training her. I I mean they're they're just too close in age. I think for that to have been too believable. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think maybe he trained her her whole life, but yeah, I like, think you're born. You're gonna be an astronaut. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's a little bit older than she is. Yeah. I um, mean, he's obviously at the age of retiring. I think, and they they said this was her first flight, but I don't think it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I heard someone else talking about it. It sounds like this was her first flight where she's like second in command, getting ready to be a commander because they're not gonna yeah. put you second in command if this. Yeah, it's your first flight. <laughs> yeah, they want to. They yeah. want someone who knows what they're doing. So. I think all of this ties in with what I we're honing in on what I think defines it's a defining trait in this sort of cheesy 80s 90s TV show thing which is like put aside the logic for a second and just have fun yeah and there's an interesting line there because I feel like some shows do that now but it's really hard to get away with and you it's like if you are clearly doing an homage to another older show then I feel like it makes sense in this context yeah. because there's Keep heart. I, I, that's what it feels like to me because I, I think one it was they sort of made compromises on the, the science and the believability believability on those things for the sake of fun but also for the sake of things like what's happening in this reality was sort of mirroring like sort of paralleling what was happening in present day with the quantum leap team mm-hmm. Right, because we had this sort of mentor mentee 
headbutting in both thing stories. happening yeah. in both stories. And I think they needed to make adjustments in the logic and the science to make it like work thematically and for the stories to work, you know, artistically in that sort of paralleling each other thing. That was what I picked up on. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. And um, on that, one of the things I was worried about as this episode kind of started and the last episode kind of ended was mm -hmm. drama that felt manufactured for the sake of drama because that's, mm -hmm. that's just an easy thing to, to do in a TV show. Like make drama because there can be drama. Yeah. But, and that's how the episode started, but I was relieved at the end to... to see that it was actually just resolved in this one episode like we're, we're talking about um magic addison ian jen uh, i won't include ben in this because he doesn't remember but those four they've all been working together for years and suddenly they like don't want to communicate and don't trust each other like i was worried that was going to like be kind of the central point of mm -hmm. the present day story arc for the season which is just hard to believe. Like, if they've been working together for that long on the same project and, like, communicating and presumably trusting each other, why would it just stop yeah. all of a sudden? Because there's, like, this moment happened. Yeah. And Well, they flat out say toward the beginning of that conflict that that's the hardest part of Ben not being there yeah. is that he typically served that role of bridging the gaps between where all the different characters might not have seen eye to eye. So this is, we're seeing their dynamic kind of falling apart in his absence. And they're sort of trying to figure out how to maneuver problem solving when he is not there. He's sort of, from what it seems like, given the context of this episode, he's usually the one playing middleman, mm -hmm. helping them all like, I, I forget exactly what the quote was, but he's the one who steers them all toward the same goal, ultimately, is what they say. I think it says running, um, in, I think Jen says running in the same direction or something like that. Yeah. Rowing. Rowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, and yeah, uh, but I was, I was pl not pleasantly surprised. I was um, relieved. Relieved? Satisfied is the word. Yeah. Um, to see that that sort of drama was temporary and it looks like that will not be a main focus because there's there's a, there's going to be enough drama in the show without this sort of like manufactured yeah. inter-drama in between the, like the one team with um, yeah. Al's uh, daughter and um, yeah. obviously the Ben's secrets, whatever he's hiding, you know. Yeah. That it, this felt like it would have been too much drama. But yeah, seeing it resolved... Yeah was was good well they they have like a family dynamic in the sense of like magic is sort of their father figure and they're all kind of like bickering siblings who <laughs> don't always yeah, have the same they, they don't like all have the same um plan of action even though they all ultimately want the same thing mm -hmm. yeah um so they're all sort of like the different the different kids at the different ages and stuff but the this episode to me i think really highlighted the the difference in the relationship between like Addison and Ian versus the relationship between um, magic and Jen, because it seems like Jen is kind of like the oldest sibling who typically is going to take Magic's side and echo what the dad says, because that's happening both in this episode and that happened in the last one too, where they had that sort of like, she's the, the oldest kid thing. That um, makes a lot of sense. And then like, 
the, you know, Ian and Addison had sort of this, almost like they're twins. <laughs> they're like the siblings that are close together and they're the ones who have like their secret language that maybe they don't necessarily share with dad. Um, and then Jen had to come in and be like, hey, maybe you guys should let dad in on this. I think he knows <laughs> what he's talking about. Like, give him the thumb, thumb drive. Um, so, and yeah, and, and that sort of... Things his own way. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, or the the middle child who it falls on him to be like, hey, guys... <laughs> Maybe let's all figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Like the one who can step back and see everybody's perspective. Yeah, I can see and that. And try to bring I mean, them. it's a super yeah. unhealthy work environment, um, but it makes great <laughs> television. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's also not always advised that in situations like this work environments, people be, you know, in love and getting married either. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, how how much... Do they see the outside world? It seems like They're, they yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Addison talks about that yeah. a lot. Like, that was why it shook her so much that, like, there was something she didn't know yeah, about the with Quantum Ben. It wasn't just... And him. Yeah. She's like... Yeah. She said, like, it felt like our entire lives revolved around this project to the point that we had to struggle to not talk about it when we came home. So this kind of was their entire world. I do, by the way, not to take over, but I do also really like how there is this mystery element to the show in terms of uh, we at the audience also don't know what Ben's motivation was. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. we're st we also don't know like what his connection is with Al's daughter and like what it is they're actually trying to do. The mystery is, you know, because one of the something that's really frustrating on TV is when like the audience knows something and we're waiting for the characters to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And they but, take forever. Yeah. Um, but that's not happening here. We're we're in on the mystery too, or rather, we're not in on the mystery. We're trying to solve the mystery also with the characters, yeah. and that's a really good um, that's a good tool, I think. Yeah, you know, we're on the same journey as as them. Yeah, um, I, I like not. I like the idea of not having everything just laid out in front of us. I I like discovering things as we go along. Yeah, and I like also how they kind of present it. You you don't really know like who's a good guy who's a bad guy is anybody a bad guy like yeah what's going on what's the motivation obviously there's some kind of conflict between uh janice and magic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's probably from prior probably you know, something that maybe has to do with al most likely or his death yeah so um you know that plays into it we're we're probably gonna find out more about magic pretty soon i'm sure yeah, yeah. I love all the scenes with Magic and Jen. I oh, love great. that sort of like she's his sort of protege, but also she's still kind of got that stubborn daughter edge a little bit. Um, but she's sort of the most under his wing out yeah. of all of them. Um, and she's she's also kind of like she she kind of steps in and takes that mom tone when when Magic isn't there. Um, so seeing their dynamic is really interesting. I, I, I like that we had a lot of just their journey mm -hmm. sort of together. Um, when we would flash back to present day and see the two of them trying to figure out what's going on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. I, I do have a, t a little bit of a, a character. We're going to keep using gripe, but, um, <laughs> My my little one, obviously I don't pick up on the science stuff as much, but I did have a character one. I really feel like Ben would have figured out from context clues 
that Addison is his lady. <laughs> um, I feel like those interactions where he's like, who's the lucky guy? And she's like, oh, you wouldn't remember him. And like her body language and their yeah. their chemistry and the fact that like his Swiss cheese memory, they're not using that uh, term in this show. No, they're but, not. And but I we know like what that. It, yeah, they, they'll probably say it at some point. They yeah. gotta, because they know we know it. Um, but I literally said the same thing starting in my notes. To, <laughs> what was that? Oh, I'm just agreeing with you. I li- literally said the same thing in my notes. Oh, yeah, I had the opposite. So when you're done, oh, I'm okay. going to... Okay, oh, oh, fine. Oh, we I have love our that. first differing opinion. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it made that for fun. a great, cute scene. Like, yeah. as we're watching it, I turned, I look at Andrew, and I was like, so that's really cute. That was enjoyable to watch, but I think he should have figured it out. Like, that was too big of a, a If hint. not with the, um, you wouldn't remember him, then the, you better be. Yeah, so many of the yeah. interactions throughout the whole episode was just like, because he got a chunk of his Swiss cheese memory back from remembering um, David. David. Um, David and, and being like, oh, I love this guy as a kid. I looked up to him. I'm from Korea. I feel like, okay, you're not going to remember the love of your life based on any of the context of the fact that for me, the kicker was uh, not even you wouldn't remember him, but it was at the end when he's like, thank you for being the only one who tr- nobody trusts me. And she's like, I do. You know, I trust you. I'll be with you every step of the way. It's like, dude, they're fucking. Clearly, <laughs> like, 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 he should figure out like, oh, I have tapped this lady. Bare minimum. Like, <laughs> she loves me. This lady loves me. <laughs> like, I feel like, I don't know. Some dudes are that dumb, though, I guess. that Maybe he's just that. You know, he's a super genius. He could be super dense. Yeah. But Lady like me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, I took, I took it the complete opposite direction. Okay, okay. And I was like, that's so cute. He's developing a crush on his fiance. <laughs> I mean, that is cute. It's so cute. Do not get me wrong. It, it made for very enjoyable television. But then my logic brain, what little of it I have, kicked in and said, wait a minute. He should have figured out that she loves him from that. Like... I think that was enough emotional context, but you're right. It was another one of those situations of compromise for the sake of good, like fun television rather. It was like in reality, (laughs) would would an intelligent person have figured out like, Oh, I think we are in love, (laughs) but also the flirty, will they, won't they dynamic is that's good TV. So I think we make that compromise for the sake of that. And again, very eighties, very nineties. Very moonlighting. <laughs> and I think, um, I, you know, I just got this vibe building on, on that with, like, him and Addison. Just, he had this, I don't know, childlike wonder this whole episode. Like, oh, my God, I want a space shuttle. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Realistic, I actually. See. <laughs> that was very realistic. <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably puke, and then I would be really excited. Yeah. Well, yeah, during the takeoff scene, I would probably pass out from those views. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get tunnel vision on roller coasters. Like, if I was on the launch of a space shuttle, I would just not stay awake. <laughs> not from fear or anything. Just my body can't like, handle those views. I would just, I would just go out. Well, Ben had a little advantage of he had, he had to handle the presumable G's of leaping between realities. Yeah, I wonder what yeah. that does to the body. <sighs> an excellent question i mean i'm sure that it's it's akin to being on a roller coaster or going on you know on a rocket or (laughs) there was 
I want to say there was a one of the books that actually went into that, like how Sam felt between like leaps when he would like first leap into somebody, how he'd have that nausea and yeah and stuff like that. I'm like, would it be like that all the time? That sounds like horrible. And can yeah. you really get used to it if you're always forgetting? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of G's. I want to talk about that uncontrolled Madden. spin the space shuttle went into. <laughs> oh. What What a weird juxtaposition to have that happen. And then when Ben leaps from the shuttle into another space station, there's no movement. <laughs> like Yeah, that was At first I mean, the first time I watched it, I was like, what the f- hell made the shuttle like spin so rapid? Like I I went and I looked at how heavy a space shuttle was. It, apparently they're about four and a half million pounds. And I was like, what happened that was so huge that it made that much weight in space tumble out of control? But then the but, second I time mean, I watched it, they said that the payload's thruster went off. The, the little ISS module they had, they said the thrusters on yeah. that went off. And now I'm just thinking, they they shipped that thing fuel ready and ready to fire <laughs> inside the payload? So I'm like... Like I said, most of my gripes are actually like the sciency or like technical yeah. technical um, show gripes. Even though I loved the episode, I think and you're gonna have to let that go. <laughs> I know, but it's just like <laughs> it's so brushed aside. Like, oh yeah, the thrusters went off. Wait, yeah, why? Like, yeah, why? So I'll tell you why. Because that's good enough for people off. like me. That's just like a bad design. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look at Apollo 13. <laughs> Okay. Tom Hanks. <laughs> I mean, uh, 30 years per, per, or before that, but <laughs> But I mean, I don't know how much you remember of that movie, but th- I mean, that thing was spinning kind of wild. Yeah, but like an explosion went off. <laughs> right? Well, their their door got stuck. Nothing exploded on the on the Oh, you're right. Nothing did explode. Never mind. Their payload door got stuck and then they said that the payload, meaning the ISS module they're carrying. Yeah. For in case somebody doesn't understand what, what I meant. The um the ISS module that they're carrying in their cargo hold shifted. Mm-hmm. But like the weight was still on like I don't know. I, I can't wrap my hand on my head around And where's that where's that thing going? Like they jettisoned it. Like yeah. is it gonna fall back to Earth? <laughs> And where where did the debris come from? I think they said it came from them. I probably when they jettisoned it, like something, whatever caused it to be all, I don't know, whatever wonky. I mean, space debris mm-hmm. happens, so I'm not going to argue about that one. Yeah, I just don't think they should have said it came from them, which I think they did. I don't remember though. But yeah, so <laughs> like huge heavy thing gets a door stuck, door becomes unstuck, and then it spins out of control. <laughs> I yeah. don't buy it. But well, I, love I don't it. think it they... doesn't matter. The point is, is I, I love yeah. it anyway. It's it fits with that cheese that we, we keep talking about. That okay? Can we talk? It's just fantasy oh, cheese. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Can we talk about one more fantasy cheese? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the green screen was much better. Oh yeah, way better. Oh totally. But way better. What was with that backdrop? The space one. Yes. Just too like pristine, I guess. Yeah, I was like. I mean, I know space, like stars and everything, they're they're not just willy-nilly. They're, there's an order to them, mm-hmm. but this looked too uniform to be believable for me personally. I mean, Apollo 13 was pretty believable, and that was in the 90s. Mm. 
They had the universal money too. I want to comment, but I'm not sure I know enough about it to comment. Like, I want to say it look it definitely looks weird, but I can't say that that's wrong because I've never seen real space outside of our atmosphere. So. <laughs> I feel like we I should mean, be I, able to see uh, more stars, right? Because there's yeah. less light, so it should be so littered with stars. We should be able to see the Milky Way galaxy stripe. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe we can only it, see those because the light's getting trapped in our atmosphere, and then we can see it. I don't know. It yeah. just kind of looked like they threw up a black curtain <laughs> and put white dots on it. Well, like it didn't. But Addison wasn't glowing. Yeah. Like true. <laughs> like there was no outline around her. The green screen was way better done. I could like tell it was a green screen more so because of the back, the backdrop instead of like that yeah. chroma key. But well, yeah. here's what I was thinking. Like the lights were really bright on the on the ship. Mm-hmm. Like when they were sitting up there. There was a lot of like bright light shining on them from the machinery and stuff. And like when we're outside and there's a lot of stars in the sky, if everybody's lights are on, the stars become less visible. But then when everybody turns the lights off, you see the stars better. So like, could that be a thing? Or is that well, I just... I want to say that's because the light pollution gets stuck in our atmosphere, which dims the light. But there's no atmosphere but... where they are. She has a point, though. If you are on a space shuttle, even if you're in, like, the payload area and, and everything's open, if you have all those bright lights, you're not going to see the stars very well. Yeah, I think that's You're going to be possible. blinded yeah. by those bright lights. Well, not blinded, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's light pollution. Revved up like a douche. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I said, I'm not sure I know enough about it to comment one way or the other, but you know, I think both. I think that's a good explanation that I would readily believe. So, I think, though... In the episode overall, there was so much, like, juicy character stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, all the dynamics between the characters, they were really leaning on that. And they were like, listen, (laughs) stop thinking about the science (laughs) and just enjoy these characters. Like, it's definitely a character-driven story. They're not expecting anybody watching it to be doing what we're essentially doing right now. Well, Um, they're probably (laughs) like, look... We spent extra money to get Ernie Hudson. Stop talking about the fucking stars. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, how about we talk about the hard drive? Or rather, the USB battery that they have. <laughs> now, I know... And she should have been fried. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's, like, no way. Hey, how did... how did, What is her name? Janice? Janice. How did Janice, like, like, rig a server to, like, actively spark... And if she did, why is Jen alive? And thirdly, do they know what a hard drive is? They opened up a computer and there's like a little USB thing inside. That's not what a server looks like. So I know we don't have any video video here, but I'm going to show you guys. I literally just happened to have the exact battery they used oh, <laughs> for no. their hard drive. And this is what they used for their hard drive. I recognized it immediately. Oh my god. It is a USB has two USB ports, a flashlight, and a USB C charge port. And I was like, that's I mean that's my and they were saying she's that an was astrophysicist. Maybe she made something up. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, but but then they connected to their computer via USB and like a server, you can't take one drive and recover the, the data. Like you have to have all the drives because the data is interspersed evenly throughout it. And if there's striping, then it might have some redundancy and you might be able to get away with just getting half the drive. But essentially you really shouldn't be able to just take a drive from a server and then have all of the data. So here's the thing. I don't know that. Yeah, I know. You, 
you could just tell me like, listen, Jen, I'm going to, I'm going to unhook the phalange from the flip flop in this doodad. And I'd be like, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But again, I'm only marking on it because it's cheesy (laughs) and I noticed it. It's not like something that's bothering me about the show, but it is hilarious and I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. That's not, yeah, that, that was that's not pretty how funny. a server works. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I know technically it's our present day, but 1995 in uh, Quantum Leap Land was more advanced than 1995 yeah, in the true. real world. Maybe she figured out how to make a single drive that fit in a server. And put it inside of what we used to think of. Out of a battery. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Sure. I mean, Al did go to MIT, so I'm assuming he's pretty smart. He probably passed some of that on to his kid. <laughs> he was an astronaut. Like she's got it together. Yeah, he was. He was like, oh god, he was everything. He was test pilot, astronaut. Uh, I think he was at the circus for a while. You know, military. Yeah. He did like everything. Pull shark, like you name it, he did it. This is all stuff we got just like from context in the in the original show they just like told us about all that well it seemed like every time sam would need to do something that he wasn't sure about al was like oh i got this down i was an astronaut nice <laughs> like <laughs> you know and then uh there was like a trapeze artist one he's like oh yeah i was in the circus I'm like okay like it seemed like he had done just about everything it's like yeah. how um batman in the 60s always had a bat insert objects to fix the plot Oh yeah. You know, get get the the bat shark repellent is the is the <laughs> is the famous one. Um, so it, so it repels shark? bat sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more tech gripe. I just I didn't even like think about it the first time we saw it. One more thing. But uh, like the first time I watched it, I just I just watched it to watch it, and I just enjoyed it as the show. The second time when I took the notes, I was noticing all these things that I like didn't pay attention to before. <laughs> But when NASA or whoever has classified classified uh, David Tamora's death gives them the files, they have someone physically walk a tablet over to Ian rather than giving him like credentials or access to a file online. They give him an entire tablet that contains the <laughs> files. I'm just like, did NASA send just a tablet? And like, if it's that classified, why did they just walk someone over with a tablet that just has the files that apparently Ian can just use? Like... Wouldn't they just send him an email? Maybe they... Or give um, him access to a server? Like, literally walk a tablet to him. Maybe it wasn't NASA's tablet, but maybe that's what they sent the files to? Like, a drive or something on the tablet? Or maybe, you know, Ian just has a special tablet that they keep in their special tablet drawer and, <laughs> and they just have that's where they get all their top it. secret this is ian's top secret tablet specifically and they know to like send a signal to the, to the rest of the crew like they sent some hey, stuff to my info, tablet go go, go get, get me my tablet you know the one yeah yeah <laughs> but the tablet but like the credential thing you're talking about yeah. i mean i don't know in in the 90s i literally called nasa and asked for their challenger stuff and they just sent me a whole packet nice (laughs) like with the report and everything (laughs) um a buddy of mine um he he's part of a facebook group that long story short bought the rv from jurassic park 
Lost World. Oh my god. Like from the movie Picture Car Warehouse. Like they actually own the actual one from the movie. But it was a special job by Winnebago. And, and so they just called up Winnebago. Like they called up Winnebago and was like, hey, can we have your designs for this unreleased RV that you never sold? And like they sent them to some guy who lived in LA who just still had all of the blueprints and everything like in his desk drawer at home. <laughs> wow. But they got so it. So see, stuff like that happens. See, all you have to do is ask yeah. sometimes. And then they walk a tablet to you. And maybe right? Ian just has that much pull, though. That's the thing. Like, we don't know what other kind of crazy government stuff they've been involved with up until this point, right? So. Yeah, they're pretty smart. Yeah. Oh, so. Speaking of, I'm going to go to a realistic. Um, what's the opposite of a gripe? A praise? Mm-hmm. Um, Workstar. Ian is uh, software. They make code, right? Um, but when it comes to security, they were like, oh, you know, this is encryption. I, I, I can't do that, basically. Like, this should go to Jen, not me. Uh, totally realistic. Uh, I've worked with many software developers. Most of them don't even know anything about operating systems, much less encryption. <laughs> Yeah. So just they, because you're a coder doesn't mean you can hack? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like two completely different fields. I mean, IT and software development are so far apart. And you can and there are there's some bleed through with like exceptional individuals. Um, but for the most part, no, they're totally two different people. Two different two different fields. And I was like, "Wow, that's they'd actually like differentiated between that. That's pretty cool." Whereas most I think most people wouldn't know that. Right, you just assume, oh, you know yeah. computers, you can, you know, make an application, you can hack right. into a mainframe, uh, but they're so different. I imagine so it's, it's easier nowadays for writers to consult software programmers yeah. um, and IT people than it is to consult astronauts. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's fair. Yeah. Well, anyway. So if, if Ziggy gets a virus, we know who did it. It wasn't Ian, it was probably Jen. Probably. <laughs> What operating system does Ziggy run on? Linux. Everything's <laughs> Linux. Everything's Linux, you just don't know it. Nice. PlayStation, Linux. Android, Linux. iPhone, Linux. Everything's Linux. Is that true? Interesting. It's like 90% of the world runs on Linux. And nobody even knows. And Duncan. Huh? And, and Duncan. And, yeah, and Duncan. Yeah. America runs America on Duncan. America runs. Yeah. No Dundun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Linux, everything's Linux. Interesting. Nice. Okay, well what other gold stars are we handing out? Because now that we're done bitching about the science. <laughs> like, look, I'm not bitching, I'm just pointing. Yeah. And okay. laughing. And I was entertained. And yeah. so the show did its thing. Maybe not in the yeah. way they intended. I I will say <laughs> The the biggest gold star for this episode and why I think ultimately it was more enjoyable than the first one was because of how much more uh, interaction and, and dynamics we got between the family, between the team. And that was exactly what we were just talking about in our, our last episode, recapping mm -hmm. the first one. Like, mm -hmm. I hope we get more of that. And then we literally got more and of that did. this time. And it was wonderful. Um, so, so I... Great. It seems as though that's the direction we're going to go um, in the future is to getting more um, 
And it seems like they're going to do this thing where like whatever's happening in the leap reality is kind of paralleling or mirroring what's happening to the team back home. Um, because we had, like I said before, these sort of similar dynamics between the, the characters. Um, as we didn't talk that much about like the, the characters on the space shuttle, like, you know, the dynamic between like Reynolds and Stratton and like the, to, to kind of cycle back to what Andrew was talking about with the manufactured drama, I feel like that's actually where it was, was the, that entire, um, he trained me from the time that I was a kid and, and, you know, now we have to have this whole lesson in trust and like, it seems like that kind of thing wouldn't be left until you're literally in space in a dire situation to have <laughs> yeah. that like conversation. Yeah. Um, to have that whole like father daughter <laughs> dynamic come to a head like that, that was that seemed a little melodramatic for the sake of TV drama, but also like I said before, for the sake of having it actually mirror what's happening back home between Magic and Addison, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not mad at it because I I like that pattern. I just hope that it gets a little bit more believable because like we keep talking about how, well, they get a little pass for, you know, you're not supposed to think about it too hard for, because it's fun. Like, yes, they get a pass for doing that a lot of the time, but there will be a line where it's like, okay, now they're getting too dumb with it. And they're expecting us to overlook too much silliness. Like there yeah. will be a line and I'm sure there will be a point where we're like, okay, too, too much silly now. It's <laughs> so, like, no, we're done. We're yeah, done. <laughs> um, we, you know, we need to believe a little bit. Like, I can only suspend my disbelief to have fun so far. Um, and clearly that line is going to be different for everybody, depending on how scientific and logical a person you are. So clearly my line for this episode is very different from, like, Andrew's line. Well, well but, and I'm not saying that any line was crossed. Like I said, I'm just pointing it out, and I have to laugh yeah. at it because But you're noticing silly. more of those things than yeah. I do because I don't think about the yeah. same type of stuff you think about. Um, apparently I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, I noticed all that too. And then I'm like, but, uh, <laughs> but, oh, flirting. Yeah. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'm all, I'm all about that too, though. So yeah, I, I think that's what this episode succeeded at the most though, was giving us all of that character driven stuff. It's setting the, the standard for this is about the characters and their dynamics. And you're definitely supposed to care more about that than anything else <laughs> yeah this uh to me my my little gold star mm -hmm. um this felt like a classic quantum leap episode definitely to me like i watch this and i'm like oh my god it's like i'm watching the original all over except you know everybody's different mm -hmm. but yeah. <laughs> but um just the the way the leap was going and all the stuff back in the project that was like a bonus like yeah we didn't get that back in the day yeah. more characters but we there was still i think more focus on the leap and the people in the leap mm -hmm. kind of because yeah. when sam would leap into people you would kind of care about these characters about you know them. yeah yeah and you you get an idea of who they were what their lives were like and I, I feel we had more of that in this episode than we did in the last one yeah yeah i feel like again you know part of that was because at least from what I have seen of the original series, whatever the lesson is that Sam needs to help the person that he's leapt into figure out 
in order to like rescue them and correct right. their situation. Yeah, which is what he did with us. Uh, and ended up being something that applied to him, being a lesson that he could then take, you know, for himself and his own personal growth. So that was the the similarity there. Whereas this time, it's not just about Ben. It's that the lesson that he's gleaning from his leap is also going to be a lesson learned by Addison and by Ian and by Jen and by Magic. Lilu. Our, uh, I see Lilu back there. Our yeah, cat is in the background. You should have seen her a minute ago. She was going ham. Oh. She was playing. Was, I she saw, was like, saw her running in the back. Yeah. I'm like, what the oh, heck is going she's on? Crazy. My cat. For the listeners, my cat's going crazy behind me in the camera. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to have a live show just for that. Yeah. yeah. We can have cat cams. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and and that goes back to what you were saying earlier about the mirror, mirroring. Mm-hmm. There's parallels between what's going on in present day and the leap time, but there's also parallels in Ben's personal story and the story he's discovering about the people he's left into, the person he's left into, and, and their yeah. And, and their now we have this mystery intrigue on top of it, and I feel like there wasn't any of that in the original from at least you know as early on, like. I have now seen as much of this show as I have of the original Quantum Leap. And in those, the, well, it was technically three episodes, right? Because the first leap was two, a two-parter. Yeah. And then the second. So I've technically seen three episodes, but two leaps. So now I've seen two leaps of this series too. And two leaps in, we already have this huge mystery that we are trying to figure out with why is Ben doing this? Where is he going? He has a goal. He has a specific thing he's after. What is he working with Janice on? How does she tie into all of this? Whereas in the first two leaps of the original series, it was just setting this, the, you know, this is what this show's about. And here's what Sam is like. And here's the dynamic between he and Al. But there was no like mystery intrigue tying it back to present like the only real mystery was like how are we going to get you back home but that was less of a mystery and more of a like the driving force of why he keeps leaping but we the audience didn't ever really want him to get back home anytime soon because then the show would be over so (laughs) but this time like we want stuff to get figured out we're like why is this happening well and then that's the thing like yeah you want Ben to get home, but you also kind of fi- want to figure out what he's doing. Yeah. Is he going to make it to his destination? Because, you know, in the end when they had that big old yeah, the big map up, yeah. Yeah. it's like, interesting. Yeah. So what was he... I don't... I personally don't feel it's anything nefarious. Oh, of course not. But, but that um, adds the drama of like there's... Oh, oh yes. sorry. Finish this thought. <laughs> Finish this thought and then uh, I'll have to come back to this if I remember it. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, but the, but the idea that there's this this edge of well, wait, does he possibly have a a bad like a malintent? Like, why would they even think that if they have this close familial relationship and now their trust in each other is shaken and their relationship dynamic is like they're trying to navigate around that because Ben kept a big secret from them and they're like their faith is shaken. So yeah. Um, there's that aspect of it that we're like, oh, I hope it gets resolved because we want them all to love each other. Yeah, and I, I really like Ben's reaction to that too. Is like, hey, look, I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. So you know, it probably is better you keep me in the dark. I yeah. think it was a very level-headed, diplomatic way to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. He's not overly emotional. 
Yeah. He's definitely got up like that heart of gold that like I'm always going to do the right thing no matter what. Um, which is ultimately what the point of the episode is. They Addison's like, hey, I trust him because yeah. he's still Ben. He's still proving that he's going to be doing the right thing. So I fully trust that he's not doing anything bad because he wouldn't. It's out of character. Um, yeah, which is why I too was like, you know, if he had any bad bone in his body, yeah, he wouldn't. They tell him to help somebody, he wouldn't care. He'd be like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, but he's still level headed though. Like he he's emotional yeah. enough to have a good, strong sense of morality. But he's level headed enough to like put his own feelings aside to be like, hey, this is the right thing to do. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll hold off learning stuff about who I am if it you know means I'm not doing anything bad. Cool. So, Andrew, what was your epiphany? Um, we were talking about the map that Ian pulled up when they were on their computer. Is that Ziggy? When when the map is not Ziggy. I mean, was that could that have been an oh. interface of Ziggy of any kind? I don't think so. Because he I wrote run exe, which means he was using Windows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! No wonder Ziggy can't talk anymore. Um, I can't remember what the rest of the command was. Uh, it's only up on the screen for like a second. Um, it kind of looked like technical jargon, like not not real, because like run yeah. exe, like he didn't even like tell it what exe to run, exe being an executable file, but he said run exe, not or they said run exe, not like run, you know, map three D exe. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, that was definitely like Windows programming language that that I saw on the on on their uh, interface there yeah. when but they I opened the map. I don't think that was Ziggy. I think Ziggy is pretty much just regarding the leaps. I yeah. don't think they're going to use that for surfing the internet or... It's not Zoogle. Not playing Zoogle. Galaga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Keep Ziggy separate from, you know, basically the internet. Because then no one can find Ziggy. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be on. She'll have to be on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I Otherwise, everyone's gonna be like www.ziggy.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also did notice there was another use of David Bowie this episode. Yeah. And yep. um, it's making me wonder if that's gonna be a running theme. If they're gonna use David Bo a David Bowie song in every single episode, um, that would be. Bomb. I would not be mad at that. Um being the huge David Bowie fan that I am, but also, like, because it ties in with the whole, like, the machine's name is Ziggy, so it, it goes. Um, I know Mason Alexander Park is, like, a massive, they're a humongous David Bowie fan. Like, they literally just did this whole concert where they were performing David Bowie covers. It's actually really nice. cool. Check it out if you have not. Um, they're very talented. And... I, I just now I'm kind of like, OK, if they keep doing that, that's going to be a fun thing to keep tuning in for to see like which Bowie song they're going to use this time. Because it made that sense for this cool. episode, like in the first episode, it made sense because those were 80s songs and they yeah. were in the 80s. And in this episode, it makes sense because we're like, well, they're in space and this is yeah. the space <laughs> song, the space song. <laughs> space um, song. So is it, it just so happened to be that those songs worked for these episodes or are they going to keep doing that? So I'll be very, very interested to see if in episode three we get another Bowie song and how it's going to tie in. I, I'd love to see that. Yeah. 
any I other... Don't do, I, I'm trying to remember if Quantum Leap had anything similar. Uh, I think oh. Quantum Leap just had relevant music of that age just to like tell us when he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I remember. Yeah, I don't I don't think there was anything that stands out like that. But I mean, now they're on the Bowie and the and Ian and all that. I'm having a really hard time coming up with a favorite character. Yeah. I mean, Ben really endeared himself to me because oh, I remember I wanted to be an astronaut and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. me too, Ben, me I get too. It. I get it. But but um like Ian just they're like the BFF yeah. that everybody needs in their lives and I'm yeah. like just I mean, I know everybody said that Ben was the glue, but I mean Ian was like the one telling yeah. everybody they're definitely stepping in in that glue yeah. role in the absence of Ben. Um, I, I I do think they have that perfect line between like they're definitely really fun and have that like silliness about them, but they also are super intelligent and brilliant and yeah. like they're the ones holding everything together because they speak Ziggy. So yeah, um, I'm also really I love Jen. I really love Jen. She's great. Um, I want to see more of her. I want to see more of her dynamic with magic. I love that sort of like big sister slash mom vibe that she gives off. Um, and I love that sort of she's clearly the the oldest sibling. Um, I know two of us are our oldest siblings in this chat. Um, yep. <laughs> not and to one the of us is the baby. <laughs> um, but... So, so I definitely, there are times when I, I feel like I'm going to relate to that aspect of Jen's character. Um, of course, Addison has a lot of cool stuff going for her as well. Um, you know, she's got that cool military babe vibe and that yeah. sort of like had to get thrust into this role of being the, the guide when that wasn't what they were, what, what she was trained to do. Um, but she's clearly pulling it off really well whilst dealing with the emotional trauma of like, my fiance suddenly, you know, dropped this bomb on me that, yeah. and doesn't remember who I am now. And like, ah, like I, I know I would not be able to handle that. I'd be a mess, <laughs> but Addison is right. holding it together pretty well. Um, to the point that I kind of hope we get a little bit more vulnerability from Addison soon. Like she's yeah. definitely tough. She's like the tough one here because she's dealing with all of this. And I think, we're going to need to see a moment where she kind of breaks down and struggles with those emotions at some point, because it would make sense that that's a natural progression of those feelings. Yeah. yeah. It, More depth I, to I her think, character. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, Caitlin Bassett, I, she's great in this role. Yeah. And she has like no acting experience pretty much other than yeah. that. And so I think if they get to that point where she, because I could see just some of the like decisions she made in her acting, like when Ben would say something and she'd give him this look, mm -hmm. Or, you know, things like that. I'm like, once she does have that little breakdown, yeah, I think she's going to excel. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how long they go before she reveals to Ben what their, the nature of their relationship is. Is that going to be... That's a really, like, interesting dynamic to me because there's always this sort of will-they-won't-they they dynamic in a lot yeah. of TV shows where you know that they're going to get together, but they're, you know gonna drag it out as long as possible but, in this but case, with these ones <laughs> they already are together just one of them doesn't know it 
So how long are they going to be able to hold that up before A, he figures it out, B, he just remembers, or C, she can't keep it in anymore and she tells him, or something slips. Or D, he tells her to dump her boyfriend and go with him. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, huh, how do I do that? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, so when I get back, you're leaving your guy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> Not quite. Yeah, or if uh, their relationship dynamic changes, if, you know, over the course of things, they figure out that maybe they don't want to be together, which I cry. I don't see that happening, but I could see like a moment of shakiness coming up in the plot just for the sake of tension and drama. Like I would gonna have say to if that. that comes up, it's going to be more along the lines of Ben realizing he's never going to get home, so try to make Addison move on even though they have to work together still. I think it'll come Which up like that. It's something Sam never did. Because, well, first of all, he didn't even remember he had a wife until he went home. He had and a then, wife? Yeah, he did. He had a wife. Okay. Um, he, I, now, I don't know if they were always married. They kind of made it seem like she left him at the altar and then he changed history. Okay. But he did have a wife. He didn't remember her. Um, and when he did come home, he remembered her when he left again, it wasn't like, you know, you should move on, be happy. It's like, it, it kind of had that wait for me feeling. And I'm like, but if he never comes back, you're just yeah here yeah. and unhappy. And yeah, you love the person, but if you are never going to see them again, what do you, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. She can't even talk to him. At least Addison can talk to Ben. Yeah. So I'm very. Yeah, this is, this is a lot of character drama here. That's clearly what this is about, and it's a yeah. lot of I think what may have been missing from the original series. Um, so I think the writers were pretty smart, or the showrunners were were pretty smart in realizing like what was the missing piece from the original series. We need more characters. We need more more character drama more development more relationships um because the entire series seems to pretty much only just have the one main relationship between sam and al and now yeah. we have all these different you know myriad of relationships i personally of wouldn't types. say we're missing it from the original quantum leap because i love the way it is i think yeah. it's more simple because that is the time that it came out in yeah. Um, I do think it's necessary now. That's what I mean. Like, for the sake of an update. From the well, that's what I mean, though. Like, for the sake of an update, what changes yeah. are necessary? I'm, to I'm make hungry it work for now. it now in this context. Yeah. But not in the yeah. context of, I wish they had put it in the original. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did always wish for more backstory, but um, the original Quantum Leap is more. There was, of course, the lore that. There were some lore-heavy episodes and everything, but mm -hmm. mostly it was your quote-unquote monster of the week. Yeah. Where yeah. It was just, this is Sam's adventure this week, and this is Sam's adventure next week, and this is the underlying plot of trying to get him home, but, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, um, there was always a part of me that wanted to see more of the project, more of Al outside the project. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see more about him. Um, the novels kind of covered some of that which is pretty good, but... But then you don't get I Macula. like the fact that it's 
in the show. Yeah. Yeah. And we're seeing all this. It's not just some fan fiction speculation on XYZ. It's actually, this is canon. This is what's going on. Yeah. So I like that. Any yeah, other, any other points that we haven't drilled into the ground regarding this episode? I mean, we we also got into like what we hope to see in the next episode, as well. Um, we know that he's getting punched. I feel Poor like baby. I feel like there's an original episode that started very similarly. Yeah, there. It yeah, just seemed he, super familiar to me when I saw that. I was like. Wait, did Sam have this like almost exact intro before? <laughs> yeah, I think it was the right hand of God. I think. Let make me it, it or make or break. Right hand of God. Quantum leap. Oh no! There's an actual yeah. boxer named Sam Beckett. Okay. Oh, no, (laughs) The Right Hand of God, it's season one, episode four, Mm -hmm. where he leaps into a boxer and he's trying to save a church. That is why. Okay, that's why it's I remember it, because we watched episode one, two, and three, which means we saw the episode four opener. Yeah. At the end of episode three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't remember which season. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's season one. Maybe two, because season one was kind of short. Yeah. But yeah, it was season one. Oh, wait, no, I did continue on watching this. Sydney didn't see this one, but I... But I, I saw that, but I that's why it was but familiar to me opener. also, because I saw that that little same thing, and I was like, wait, we've done that already. Which is and funny, that's cool, right? Because it's after the second leap. This is the third episode, but it is also his third leap. Yeah. In the original, it is the fourth episode, but it is also his third leap. Yeah. Is Smart. No, Smart. no. Technically... Technically, it is his fourth. Oh, okay. Bent? Because he leaped into that uh, baseball player at the very end of episode one. Oh. Or, well, episode... Pilot. The the pilot, yeah. part two. But yeah, but, but... I mean, that was like five But minutes. it was pilot, then baseball player, then boxer, wasn't it? No, pilot, baseball player. Um, I just watched it. A pilot, baseball player. The boxer was episode four. What was episode three? Well, episode three was the second leap because the first leap was a two-parter. Yeah, but what was the second leap? There's no, no, it would be the third leap. Because he leaped into the baseball player in the first, or in the second episode. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying, okay, quantum leap. Season one. I can't remember that third leap. I think. Episodes. Here we go. Okay. Genesis. So episodes one and two, he was the pilot and then the baseball player. Starcrossed. Starcrossed was the third one. He leaped into a professor. Oh, I do remember that. That was the one with his wife. Yeah. Or his future wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. Okay. And then, yeah. Maybe, did they use the um, the clip of the boxer in, like, the little intro thing where they show, like, a montage of bits from different episodes to show, like, yeah, the, I, because, yeah. I like, want to see that's in there. Because the boxer thing, like, it immediately felt familiar to me, even though I had only seen, like, yeah. a little bit at the beginning. I was like, 
didn't Sam do that too? Either way, it's something that Sam did in the first season, and now Ben is doing it in his first season, and that's pretty cool. In his first handful of leaps that they're drawing those similarities. I wonder if they're going to do that again at any point. I would Maybe. say probably. I mean, they seem to be paying homage throughout yeah. as much as they can. Can, can I bring up, like, one thing mm-hmm. that... It, and it's not really a gripe with the original series, but um, it's just something that was kind of weird to me. Like, Sam would leap into a woman, or Sam would leap into a black man, or um, I think he leaped into, like, someone with Down syndrome, and he would, like, notate that. He'd be like, I'm a woman. I'm a black man. That's not happening in this, mm-hmm. and I kind of like that we've dropped that. Yeah. Because, I mean, I get it. You know, if you if you leap into a black man in the middle of the civil rights yeah, era... Yeah, there's going to be context there. Yeah, but um, it's like... It's just like, this is who I am. Yeah. Not, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it's more, I didn't I'm, know I could do that. I'm David yeah. Tamora, not... Yeah. I'm the first... Japanese astronaut from America. Or well, I'm not sure. Yeah, sure. well, he pointed out that he was a, an immigrant because it related to his own memory. Yeah. Exactly. But in the last... Not the last... In the last episode, he was like, I'm a white man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's just... He might have thought it. He might have thought it. But it's not... There's not attention drawn to it. Yeah, exactly. And I like that we've kind of dropped that drawing attention to... Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. I don't sense. think it's necessary. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense in the context of today's today's political environment. You know, we are yeah we are past that. Most of us are past that. <laughs> most uh, of us <laughs> politically, um, the need to like point it out that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I like I said in the original, I kind of got what they were going for, you know, but. I also think, hey, when you look in the mirror, we're all going to see who you've yeah. le- leapt into. Yeah. We're all going to draw the context from who you're interacting with. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And and the struggles of, like, let's say Ben does leap into the body of a woman. Like, that's it's going to go without saying that he's going to be like, whoa, <laughs> about <laughs> the adjustments and things that are going to be like weird for him to figure out but he's not going to need yeah. to physically say oh i'm a chick like it's not ben figures out how to use a tampon no <laughs> no, no. Uh. <laughs> why am i cramping what is this oh boy oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was like perfect yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine just the whole point of the episode is for him to not, like, save anyone or do anything, but just be um, successful at being a woman for, like, a few days? <laughs> I mean, are there any men that can do that? Maybe. But... There might be, but, I mean, a little bit of cramps and some might actually just die. <laughs> I'll pass, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get kicked in the nuts either, so. Oh, no. No, no thank you. No, you do not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be a man for a day. No. There, there's downfalls to each each side. Yeah. And everything in between, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. On that note. <laughs> On that note, um, we do have a question of the week. Oh. Um, 
I think something we kind of didn't do last week, but we had done it in our introduction and our classic episodes, is we asked the question to each other, and I think we should do that. Okay. Um, so this week's uh, question that we had thought of was, what did you want to be when you were younger? Based on um, Ben's own experience of he wanted to be an astronaut, and then, you know, wasn't. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? And then, are you in that field? Are you not in that field? Are you near that field? Or or did you just completely change when you grew up? Christina? Um, well, I wanted to be yeah, an astronaut. Yeah, I was going to say, we already know, we <laughs> technically already know this answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Strangely enough, I came to this conclusion after watching Apollo 13. Yeah. A disaster movie yeah. in space. I want to go through that. <laughs> that looks um, great. <laughs> I was really hardcore into it. I'm actually still uh, one day going to uh, go to adult space camp nice. because they make adult space camp. But um, I didn't wind up anywhere near. <laughs> I, I work in an office. <laughs> I deal with people. Oof. Office space? Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are from personal space. space? I, I think everyone is. Yeah. <laughs> We're all made of stardust. That is the true. first thing I remember wanting to be is a veterinarian. Oh. Um, more seriously, when I was a little bit older, I wanted to be a pilot. Um, and now I'm in IT. <laughs> <laughs> So the answer is no, I did not realize my childhood dream of being a veterinarian. Because as it turns out, when you're a veterinarian, you got to see animals die. Yeah, we don't <laughs> want that. I can't no, do no, that. F that noise. And uh, I never pursued being a pilot because I found out I could not enlist into the Navy or Air Force as an, to be an officer, someone who can actually fly, uh, because of my asthma. Oh. So, You're supposed to lie about that. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but mine's pretty severe, so I would probably yeah. die. So, <laughs> But it's okay, because as we discussed, I get tunnel vision on roller coasters, so I don't <laughs> think I could fly a jet. <laughs> no, you, you might crash it. I mean, I could, I could fly like a passenger jet, like a Boeing Airbus or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, Sydney? Uh, my very first career aspiration ever was that I wanted to be the Pink Ranger. Um, I still am in my dreams. Um, to be her or have her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I definitely wanted to be the Pink Ranger. That was my earliest uh, career aspiration. But when, when it was time to actually be considering those things, I pretty much always wanted to go into some artistic field. For a while, I wanted to get into fine arts. Um, I was, you know, developing my drawing and painting skills, and I was like, maybe this is where it's at. But I still love performing, and okay, I want to be an actor. I love singing. I grew up around musicians. I want to be a singer. Um, I want to be David Bowie. <laughs> like, I went through that phase where I was like, oh, I see. You can, you can be an actor and a musician at the same time. Um, for a while, I thought I was going to go into theater and those were things that over the course of my life, I did in fact explore every single one of those, um, and have been paid for doing all of those things individually. Um, 
And now I've sort of settled into, I, I got into teaching. And so now I teach kids and teens um, how to do all of those things, uh, except for being a pink ranger. Like I could teach you how to act like a pink ranger or <laughs> sing a song about um, being the pink ranger or drawing a picture of a pink ranger. Um, even dance. I also got into dance. And those are all things that, um, because I, I teach performing arts and also um and also art art visual arts <laughs> so you could say you that also, technically you also host too so i do also host i host um not only here but you know my dark crystal podcast and do a lot of work with the jim henson company and um yeah so over the course of my entire childhood my dreams were just bouncing all over assorted arts and i ended up in assorted arts so while i did not end up uh going into like you know, being famous, the, the dreams of fame were very short lived. <laughs> like I only wanted that in like early adolescence when I thought that was just what it meant to be an artist, but that, that didn't last that, uh, that desire. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. Especially now. Like I, I certainly would, would have that same opinion now, even if I had wanted fame a little longer than I did, it definitely would yeah. still have disappeared by now. <laughs> So it, it feels like now more than ever, there's zero privacy. Yeah. For famous people. Yeah. You're it's, it's less that, um, it's hard to have it and more you're expected to give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the, the masses, the public wants to know everything you're doing at every moment. You, you have to be on Twitter, giving us your details. You have to be, you know, on TMZ or whatever to be relevant. Yeah. Pretty brutal. I mean, if I was famous, honestly, I would be the asshole <laughs> who would be on Twitter. I'm taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you want to know everything about me? Yeah. So here you go. Yeah. I, I can't say that like would be me especially, but uh, but a big part of why I think being famous is not appealing is because there are more eyes on you at all times for things like that. So yeah. you do have to be super careful about the kinds of things you say and even now developing more of a, a following online on social media and through the, the podcasts and th through the dark crystal community. And, um, you know, I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel of my own pretty soon here and that, you know, the audience that comes with that alone, I'm already in a place where I'm like, make sure that I think before I post. And if you were like genuinely like famous, famous, it's like, dude, they'll dig it up. They'll roast you with it. They'll cancel you with it. They'll, I mean, I hate using that word, but you know what I mean? They'll, <laughs> people will come after you and decide they don't like you anymore over, yeah. over, you know, any wrong thing said. And a lot of the times it's justified, um, but it's still like, I don't want to navigate that, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's like, um, people will dig stuff up from years and years and years mm -hmm. ago and it's like, oh, canceled. And yes, some people absolutely 100% need to be canceled. But sometimes I'm like, okay, this was 10 years ago. How is this person now? Yeah. Have they grown from this experience? Yeah. Have they learned? Have yeah. they apologized? Like genuinely yeah. apologized and learned yeah. from their experience? Maybe we should yeah. take that into Context too. matters for most yeah. things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Ben is going to leap into a celebrity at some point. That's interesting. Did Sam ever leap into a celebrity? Yes. Okay. He has been. Famous. He was an Elvis. Elvis. Wait, he was Elvis. He was. He was an Elvis. 
He was an Elvis. Oh, like an Elvis impersonator. No, he he was Elvis. Oh, he was Anne the Elvis. <laughs> so, um, and then wow. he was Marilyn Monroe's like bodyguard. Oh, and he was also That's... I don't count him as famous, more like infamous. Mm-hmm. He was Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm. He was Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Yeah, that was not my favorite episode. It was too. I mean, it's dark. It went into like murder and stuff, right? So yeah, it was too um, too real. It skirted that line between fantasy and reality, and I'm like, this is not why I watch this show. I see. Yeah, I'm like, I I I know the Lee Harvey Oswald story. Yeah, we all have our opinions on it. On you know mm-hmm. who shot JFK, but maybe that was too spicy for Quantum Leap. I was like, I don't, I don't need to see it. Yeah played out on TV. But wait, when he was Elvis, was he, like, Elvis already famous? No, pr- uh, prior to famous. Oh, okay. He actually almost destroyed his career. Sure. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. That could so. have widespread implications in the entertainment industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really could, because Elvis broke a lot of barriers. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We hope to see you next week, or... We hope you hear us next week yeah. as we discuss episode three. Um, anything we're looking forward to on this upcoming episode? That we didn't say already? I mean... More magic. More magic? More, definitely yeah. more magic. More Ian. More, you know, intrigue. I hope we find out a little bit more regarding the mystery, like why, uh, what's going on uh, with Ben and Janet. A little more answers. I, yeah. I want, I want to see... I just want to see Addison teaching... Ben had a box. <laughs> yeah. I'm I sure she knows ben, how to because yeah, definitely. she seems, yeah. you know, militarily capable. Yeah. She must know how to fight. The, yeah, and that would be a parallel. I mean, Al did the same for Sam, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Janice. So Janice. I kind of want to see that. Janice. More, Janice. more explanation as to why, like, what, what Ben and Janice are planning. I hope we get a little bit yeah. more about that. I... You know, I also want to see, because according to the last episode of the original, Al has four daughters. Wow. Hmm. So where are the other three? Did they just write them off, or are they somewhere else, or are they just not important? They didn't go into science. They, they, they were like, no. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems messy and That dangerous. took my dad's whole know. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just be a kindergarten teacher or, <laughs> you know, right. one of them's like a custodian or something like something so far removed. <laughs> yeah. Like not even science adjacent. Yeah, something safe. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Again, uh, we hope to have you back next week. See you all later. Bye. Bye.